0: So you better explain. Hello, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah>, gotta listen. Hot <laughs> things go oh, for you today. <laughs> Don't you miss her? <clears throat> Said she <laughs> up and walk away. <laughs>
1: and I this, met you. I, so I, I was raised in a good southern country-loving home, and so, you know, it's, I... Our listeners probably aren't aware of Farron young but hello walls i can't help but laugh thinking of donald trump wandering the white house in his bathrobe at night <laughs> talking to the walls about how their day was
2: <laughs> but didn't spicer say he doesn't own a bathrobe right yeah yes. he but the,
3: the internet found else or found <laughs> out that there were pictures <laughs>
0: So was telling Bill before uh, we started. I, yeah, like you said, he's just walking around. I just picture him being like Jack Torrance in The Shining, just walking around like a lunatic,
2: hair <laughs> hey, all over his place. Yeah.
0: by himself. The lights are out. Nobody's there.
1: Right. So should, should, we should, we should, for the people who are listening who might not know, we should probably point out that there was an article that came. Was there a New York Times article this week that mm-hmm. talked about this about yeah. how he works till like six every day and then he needs the watches his shows, and then he spends time Explorers. wandering around the White House, exploring it in his bathroom. <laughs> yes.
0: Where's that secret passage I heard
3: about?
2: Where's the bowling alley <laughs> and the pool?
3: So yeah, it was a New York Times piece, uh, a thrush and Haberman on uh, yeah Sunday that re- released, and it said, usually around 6.30 p.m. or sometimes later, Mr. Trump retires upstairs to the residence to recharge vent and intermittently use Twitter. When Mr. Trump is not watching television, his bathroom or phone or reaching his phone reaching out to old campaign hands and advisors, he will sometimes set off to explore the unfamiliar surroundings of his new home in his bathroom. Vanishes
0: draws him a treasure map.
3: Yes.
2: We have stolen the Declaration of Independence. Oh so that movie was so good. <laughs> yes.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, so another another rough week. Um, we have Doctor Suzanne Chad with us again. Uh, it's myself and Bill and Phil, obviously, slash sadly.
2: Um, <laughs> wait, me or Phil? Phil. Oh, Phil. God, I'm just yeah. making sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 just making sure. Um,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, and like you mentioned with, uh, with Trump's Twitter comments, uh, C. Bannon was, uh, front and center for most of the week.
3: It was. Bannon got a lot of attention on Saturday Night Live. There were a number of pieces written about him, uh, and specifically the role that he's playing in the inf- in the administration. He seems to be the go-to guy. Now, for me, the fact that all these stories were written and it seemed to ruffle Trump. He was not pleased by this. Uh, and at one point, uh, I'm going to go to my Twitter list here. Um, print it out. Print I it out, yeah, of course. Notes. Yeah. So uh, on Morning Joe... I think it was the Monday – so Monday after the Super Bowl, they ran – they they, they aired the Saturday Night Live skit. They showed the picture of Steve Bannon, the cover of Time. And then apparently, like, minutes afterwards, Donald Trump uh, tweeted – what did he say here? I call my own shots, largely based on the accumulation of data, and everyone knows it. Some fake news media and other – in order to marginalize lies, right? So, so
2: In order it's clear. to marginalize
3: lies. Yes. Don't look for logic. Yeah. I don't know what uh, that, yeah. that means, even. <laughs> but it, but it's clear yeah. that 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 all the attention Bannon was getting bothered Trump, right? This is that his role is to be that guy, and and Bannon is to be the
1: brains or whatever else it is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the great manipulator. Right? Yeah. The time right. I exactly. Set, yeah. The great
1: manipulator. So so on the topic of Steve Bannon, I, there there was a story that came out this week, and I don't I don't know if it's been verified or not that. The executive order that moved Steve Bannon to the principal's committee, did, did you see the story that yes. Donald Trump did not know yes. that that's what the executive order did? Yes. So he's, and He was evidently quite upset about the fact that he had signed an executive order putting Steve Bannon in this position. He, he was more he was upset that people had not explained to him that that's what the executive order he, was. He was more angry about that
3: than the rollout of the, the, the immigration ban. Yes, he was very, very upset about that. <laughs>
1: We Which feeds right several of line. the narratives, the one narrative of Donald Trump just, you know, not just sort of doing whatever is given to him or not really having an agenda himself and the, the, the narrative of Steve Bannon being the real. Yeah. Mastermind yeah. behind everything.
2: I have this vision of Bannon walking into his office and being like, Okay, so I have this thing you're gonna sign. And I promise you it's gonna make you popular and everyone's gonna love it. It's huge. And it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And all you need to do is sign it and we'll take a picture. And you don't really need to know any of the details. <laughs> and it was probably at like six thirty five yeah. when he was like checked out for the <laughs> right. day and he was like Just half in the bathroom.
0: Right yeah, the bathroom I, I just, I,
2: I, see it. I, 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 I think that's really why Trump
0: that actually shows the orders when he signs them. He's yeah, waiting for someone to go. Can someone read this, please? <laughs> what does this say? This, what does this say? But you know, it, it, Trump. You know, I don't think Trump is a is an
3: intellectual, but Bannon is. Like Bannon has a clear philosophy. Oh yeah. It's very thought out, and and I think it's 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 worth maybe a few minutes talking about it. But he is he is the. I, I, up until this point, it appears to be the brains behind a lot of the policy that's coming out. Uh, and it is very much focused on this, this sense of Islamic terrorism, uh, conservatism. He's reached out and has, apparently has connections to the, the Vatican, the more conservative wing of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Pope Francis, like the, the group that once does not like Francis, uh, is now connecting with Bannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I, I think that's important to see that this is a, a worldview that he has been pushing for years and years.
2: Yeah. Well, in fact... I'm sorry,
1: so go ahead. It, it's not just, it is very much anti Muslim, mm-hmm. but that's just one branch of it, right? right. It's, it's this umbrella of white nationalism. I mean, he has a history of making anti Semitic comments and. All right,
0: all, wait, hold on. <laughs> Does he have a record of it, or do organizations that he's been either a part of or running have a history of that?
1: Um, I, th- I think both. I, I was looking up uh, quotes of his today, and I, I know that his one of his ex wife's acute. What, ex, he has three ex-wives. One of his ex-wives... Of course he does. Uh, one Wait, of his B- ex-wives, Bannon does? Yes. What? Bannon does, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> uh, but one of his ex-wives accused him, uh, or said something, uh, talked about how Bannon had made anti-Semitic comments. I feel like there were... I feel like there were things... I mean, not not he's not like outright saying, you know, Jews should die, or anything like that. But like the, the history of Breitbart, and the history of the organizations he's been involved with, and the people that he's attracted... It's it's not hard to connect the dots. Yeah,
0: no, I I think he's definitely a nationalist. I think it's going to be hard to pin him as a white nationalist. There's not a lot of information out there, and even the stuff from his divorce proceedings. When don't look at me like that. Um, (laughs) The side eye coming through the computer screen. No, like even when you know there were comments from his ex-wife as they were going through the the divorce proceedings that. He didn't want his kids going to a particular private school because it was... It was all Jews. It was, yeah, <laughs> primarily Jews, and Jews raised whiny children or something like that. Hey, which... hey, I'm not
2: raising whiny kids. <laughs> it's a no-wine zone in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: saying. then all of his kids ended up going to that school anyways. So I... Like, I and he's
3: uh, he's too smart to to say something stupid along those lines, right? I, I, I right. think he's smart enough to use the organization for the most part to do his dirty work. Uh, if you go
2: back and look at his radio show though that he had before he started Breitbart. There's some there's some stuff oh, there. Yeah. It's questionable. There's some stuff there. And
3: yeah. he was yeah. uh, even on that. Some of those like the guests that he would bring on, unless. Oh, and, yeah. and more sort of against the, the, the Muslim idea, like att- attacking Islam as a faith. And yeah, they, he would bring them on, and they were the extremists, and then he wouldn't be the one saying this, but it was his guests that he thought were so good. Mm. Again, but it would be a mistake to underestimate him in terms of his intelligence and his ability to to manipulate Trump and, I think, Washington to use those levers. So mm. I think he's he's savvy, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more troubled by him now than I think Trump.
0: So. I actually read an interesting piece um, Unfortunately, it came from the Huffington Post, um, <laughs> regarding his belief in, um, what is it, um, Strauss and, and, and oh, Hoh, Leo Strauss, is. yeah, from University, um, yeah, and their, with the, the cyclical nature of, yeah, conflict and rebirth and whatnot mm-hmm. in, in, uh, a national context, um, and he, like, the stuff that he said, realistically, it makes sense, it is kind of a pseudoscience thing, mm-hmm. But you can tell, like, he's thought about it logically. He really believes this Mm -hmm. and is weirdly... Apocalyptic as it seems, he believes, and I think he's going to push that as much as is humanly possible.
3: He—he's a reader, you know—the the stories that broke the this fourth f- turning—that's what it was. Okay, yeah, and that he's reading all sorts of books. There was a story that came out this week that uh, somebody from the Times saw him on a plane recently, and he was reading this—you know—the famous book, *The Best and the Brightest*, about mm-hmm. you know Jack Kennedy coming into office. And the interesting thing about that is that whole book is about the importance of not making mistakes early on. Uh, and so there's a little bit of irony These there.
0: Aren't mistakes? <laughs> These no. are happy accidents. Well okay. and you know in some ways
3: th- that may be the case. He's a guy who likes to throw bombs. He's not I don't know if Bannon
0: sees any of this as being bad. No, he's trying to get to that fourth stage where you yeah. know after that it turns into an enlightened period.
3: You gotta burn it down before right. you come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always been your
0: philosophy, Phil, right? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> burn it to the ground. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Well this I, I've Bill and I have talked about this before. And this is one of the things about Trump that one of the many things that bother me so much is that he's grounded in absolutely nothing, right? He's mm. not an intellectual, he doesn't have he doesn't think deeply, he doesn't study. He seems to just sort of like blow with the wind this is part of this narcissism. Whatever's going to make it popular make people happy or make people happy with him. So when he's grounded in nothing that means he's very malleable. Mm -hmm. So if you have someone who's malleable who has all that authority and the power he can wield with that authority but then you have someone behind him who is grounded in particular Mm -hmm. well thought out philosophies that just happen to be damaging to the democracy that Mm we have that the founders set out for us then those two things together I think is very yeah. problematic. Yeah. yeah. Very
1: scary. I, Which is, good. yeah, yeah. It's that's where it's going to be interesting to see how these power dynamics play because you have pretty two pretty clear schools emerging in the Trump administration, right? You've got the Bannon school, but you also have all of the, the more mainstream, you know, the Maddises and the Kellys and whatnot who are pushing back. Yeah. And and Ryan's Priebus is, I think, in that yeah. camp, and so. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see who who has the ear of the president, right? I mean, that makes a huge difference. And if if Trump swings away from Bannon, I mean, if he's if he's put off by this idea that if if it's about popularity and the Bannon, Bannon's ideas are not going to be very popular, then it, it'll be interesting to see. But even that is problematic because again, you're sending signals to allies and to all sorts of other people in international politics. And if if it just depends on who has his ear, you, that leads to possible wild swings or wide swings, at least Mm -hmm. in American policy and all sorts of uncertainty. And yeah, I I mean, it's, it, it'll be, who knows, you know, it makes it, it makes the the Trump administration, I think, pretty darn unpredictable. I think
3: you saw, you know, the two camps that you highlighted, you saw them this last week. So the, you know the or actually the last week and a half so the uh, the immigration ban that's clear it, right and it was it was crazy it was rolled out quickly it was in a it was sort of bizarre in how it was done but that's how he rolls and then there was the Gorsuch nomination, which had Ryan's previous written all over it. It was yeah. well-managed. It was, you know, he is dignified. Everything you want in that traditional Republican, you saw both of those strands, and it's, yeah, it's... it's- well,
2: and I think that's where Priebus is, what his job is, is the one who understands the electoral consequences of things. So yeah. he knew, I mean, anything that Trump is doing right now through executive order, Bannon can just tell him to do it, and he can do it, right? Because the this... Muslim ban or not ban, depending on who you're talking to, that would it's not a have actually... ban. He said ban. He
0: said ban. He said ban, and yeah. I think we It doesn't we all, matter if it's a ban or not. It right. doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: and it's not a Muslim ban. I'm sorry. But no, it's a, it's a Muslim ban, right? Yeah. This would not have been able to be passed through Congress, right? There's no way this could have gone through Congress... It, it maybe could have gotten through the House, but there's no way that, I mean, it would have filibustered, they wouldn't have been able to get cloture, all the, right? So you have to do it with executive order. Bannon can tell him to do this and he can get it done. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like the Supreme Court nomination that has to go through the Senate, mm-hmm. especially because it can be filibustered, since there is still no nuclear option, this is where Priebus has to say, if this is a victory, we have to have and you have to manage it differently because it has to go through Congress. Mm-hmm. With the midterms, not literally around the corner, but you know, basically Trump has 18 months until the midterms. This is where, if he listens to Bannon now, he's got to start listening to previous as we get closer to the midterms because then he starts running for re-election. Sure. So these swings that Phil's talking about, mm-hmm. part of it could be the unpredictability because no one knows what they're doing. But some of it could be Bannon, at some point, is going to have to take second seat to Priebus if we're talking about re-election, and I don't think that's going to go very well.
3: I just had the vision of of, of both of either Priebus or Bannon in a bathrobe, like, saying, like, <laughs> I, got, I got to win this. Whatever it takes,
1: I'll bathrobe it up.
2: They're <laughs> going to be on tractors in a field playing that's chicken right. with each other yes, to exactly. see I mean, who's going to flinch first. And oh, they uh, keep uh, pre- saying...
1: "Oh, Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, well, Priebus is, you know, Priebus is a Republican, first mm-hmm. i think yeah. right like he's, he's thinking as a republican and bannon doesn't give a shit about the republican no. party it, yeah he's got his agenda and if it lines up with the republican party great but if not you know does oh well. he survive the term bannon
0: bannon
3: i think trump trusts him a lot mm-hmm. so it would have to be it would have to go pretty far to alienate him because who, who else is go that far based on those tweets or whatever yeah. he's saying <laughs> it's yeah it's true I just think if Banna goes away, who's who's the guy that he can talk to in his bathrobe and confide in? Right? I don't know. Jerry Kushner. It, well, that's right. Yeah. That might, that might be the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if Kushner decides to say it's time for Banna to go, yeah.
2: I and Ivanka I ha- has a place in that conversation as well. That's I mean, right. I don't. I don't. I mean, the ins- institutional history tells us that most executive, not m- most, not not the appointees through through the Senate, but the the kitchen cabinet, so to speak. Mm-hmm they serve 18 months 2 years maybe is that right that's really short yeah it's very short because huh. of the stress right because mm. it's not i mean it's a 24 hour a day job especially if the president is only working 8 hours a day <laughs> you've got to pick up even more of the slack so but this is not the average White House, Mm-mm. and so I don't know what, what institutional memory actually tells us about how this one's going to
3: And they out. say Bannon is putting in 16-hour I and mean, He's like the guy that's there. He, yeah.
0: he yeah. looks, he's the looks like he's on, on coke constantly. He, do- he looks terrible. <laughs> he's he looks like Phil. Not but, that he I mean... looked good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look good to begin that... with, but he looks no. worse now. He <laughs> so looks so worse bad. now. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I, yeah, I, I cannot imagine him lasting the entire term. And I, per, I do think that Trump will last the entire term, despite what a yeah. lot of people are saying right now. Um, that would be I, a big
3: shakeup. up yeah.
0: I, I, but, I mean, I, I think that's one of the moves that he could make that would actually, not endear him, mm-hmm. but at least... For people to go, okay,
2: lighten some of yeah, lighten, yeah,
0: just it's soften more, him a little bit and go. All right, he's obviously he. There was a breaking point, and he's listening to reason now, at least in some capacity. But here's okay. What about this? So the, you know, Trump's main supporters is, is the alt right group, right? I mean, that's the
3: dieharders who have not given up on him. The moderate Republicans, they're I think they're fickle. If if he lets Bannon go, does that part of that support network? Collapse, Suzanne. I mean, that's
2: well. I mean, so I guess there's two ways to look at this. Is there? I mean, those alt writers are not going to vote for a Democrat, right? Obviously. So either they don't vote, Mm -hmm. or he draws a really quality primary challenger, which never happens. Yeah. So these are all things that Previs understands better than anybody, which is why he's so important in these electoral conversations. But if if it becomes clear, let's say he lets go of Bannon in two years, right? Or two years, and he's, he's basically running for re election at that point, and the alt riders are pissed, then the question is going to be can the party capitalize on that to bring someone in further right than him to challenge him mm-hmm. to run in the general, assuming that that person can not only get the alt writers to get to the polls, but also the more middle of the road, more establishment Republicans? Mm-hmm. And all of that, of course, depends on who's going to be running on the Democratic side. Yeah, right. So it's real. it's, it's, It's too many pieces of the puzzle. To know exactly yeah, how that's it, going it to It going might out.
0: be Elizabeth Warren. So. <laughs> well, let's just do it. Let's just go into that mess,
3: shall we? <laughs> Suzanne, you want to take lead on this one?
2: I know. I texted Bill today and I was like, Is there time to talk about Senate Rule 19? Can mm-hmm. we have that conversation today? And I said,
3: Oh, that'll piss Nick off. Yes!
2: Yes! <laughs> well, I've already taught Nick in a Congress class and he loved those 10 <sighs> weeks together. So, anything, midterm elections are fascinating to Nick McGuire. Let's just do it. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to turn
0: around and there's more beer There's beer there, right? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. So
2: um, for for our listeners who are unaware of what happened, so um, before uh, so there's been basically two days now where the Senate the Senate Democrats have been holding the floor for two straight days, um, discussing their dis their their displeasure with both Betsy DeVos and now Jeff Sessions. So um, last night Elizabeth Warren in her protest of Jeff Sessions where she was uh, she was under Senate rules, she was given the floor to speak. And um, she talked about a couple of things and then she read a letter from Coretta Scott King that she wrote when Jeff Sessions was going to be confirmed as a federal judge. And in the process of her reading this letter, the presiding officer in the Senate basically said, given Senate Rule 19, which says that you are not allowed to impugn or impute about a senator that saying that he is uh, he, it's always he, right? Um, is acting in a way unbecoming or unfit to be a senator. You are not allowed to do that, so therefore you are done speaking. She kept talking. And then the Senate voted to, in essence, shut her up, and she was she is now not allowed to speak on the Senate floor about Jeff Sessions' confirmation.
3: This now was this. Did Mitch McConnell initiate this, or did somebody else?
2: It was McConnell. So okay. the presiding officer is the, the one turtle. because of the way the turtles. Yeah. Yes, because of the way that the Senate works, whoever the presiding officer is has to go okay. through the, the, the actual procedural part of it. But so I've had lots of questions about this. With obviously, she's been a very outspoken critic of all of Trump's nominees for the cabinet. Um, she's outspoken about everything. This is part of what the, the left loves about her and something she's unapologetic about. Phil's looking Except
1: at Except for me. Ben Carson who she voted for and thought would do a great job. I know. <laughs> I know.
2: That one, we'll take that one out. But for the rest of them, no. That, that guy knows housing. He knows, he knows urban. Yes. he's, to be he's fair. very urban.
1: To be fair, she did have a, she had a statement about why she supported him, and there was logic to it and whatnot. But, <laughs> but no, that's a good point. Put logic me in my
2: place, that's right. No, that's a good yeah. point. So, but she's of course been very outspoken, particularly about DeVos and about Sessions. So, I have to wonder, given how how given that she's been particularly outspoken about Sessions the whole time since he, his confirmation hearing, that if the Senate Republicans were just waiting mm-hmm. with this rule in their back pocket, right? Mm. It's it hasn't been used since 1979. <laughs>
1: Is that right? Since It has not been used since
2: 1979, and it was established in like the early 1900s when there was basically a fist fight on the Senate floor. Mm. But do it you, hasn't... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Phil. Go ahead. Do
1: you, do you know what the circumstances were in 1979 when it was used?
2: Yes. There were two senators, um, and I can't remember their names. I apologize. Basically, they were calling each other idiots and... Wow. Um, <laughs> idiot was the one word that I remember seeing over and over again. And so I was like, okay, look, like this is decorum un- unbefitting of the Senate, right? So we can't have this happen. But the Washington Post did a really... This is like when piece. Phil and
3: I play ping pong. <laughs> <It's a really
2: laughs> idiot, right? And much worse words. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> the Washington Post, which of sure is fake news, of course, did um, a very interesting piece that showed, just in the past couple of years, four instances where this Senate Rule 19, Section 2, should have really been instituted, right? This is Senators talking about voters, talking about the president, talking about each other, and and, was it, it, and it was never used. And much more egregious, I mean, actual words used to to talk about was fellow senators. It, wasn't in a way. Ted
3: Cruz one of yes. them? Okay, he was yeah. one of them. That's right. I remember something about him attacking somebody, and I can't remember yeah. who it was. <laughs> I'm trying to remember.
2: I have to. It was, Harry Reid did. Uh, he was a, He basically said that the GOP voters were all puppets. Um, yeah. Or maybe St. Joe's senators were puppets to the voters. I can't remember the yeah. context of it. Ted Cruz was one of them. Um, and basically, what we find is that the senators are just like it's too hard to mm-hmm. prove that it should happen, and so we don't use it. Right. So I, I have part of me thinks that they were just waiting to use it and say like, all right, we're going to put you in your place, and you are no longer allowed to speak. To
3: those. use it on Warren or to use it on a Democrat? I think
2: to use it on Warren, Warren. because
3: mm-hmm.
2: after she's. In in essence, she was censured, which is like a huge deal. But Mm -hmm. basically, she was censured, even though that's not what they're calling it. Mm -hmm. Three male senators today read exactly the same letter on the Senate floor, and nothing happened to them. Now, Mm -hmm. one of them was Bernie Sanders, and no one is going to mess with Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. But I have to think that there is something specific to Warren. Some of it is her gender. Some of it is her unabashedness which of course is seen as so much worse because of her gender mm-hmm. that they were waiting to put her in her place and I think that's part of what happened. You
0: really think it was a gender issue? I
2: think the gender was part of the issue. Okay. I wouldn't say wholly but um, I would say that it was part of it.
0: So where is the, I mean realistically and you said there have been a, a several different occasions where this should have probably been used. Should have
2: or could, could have at where, least. Right. Where
0: is the line then at this point?
2: Why? Well, so this is the thing about the Senate that I think is so interesting mm. is that we look at if we go back to the Founders, which I'm sure is Nick's favorite thing. We talk I about. That. I just get a cheers from Phil yeah, when I maybe. said Founders. I yes. think, right? I get a, we we go all the way back to this discussion of having a bicameral legislative body, which mm. wasn't grand design; it was compromise, right? Mm. And so once the what the framers put this together to say, okay, the House is going to be elected by the people, and they're going to reflect the popular passions of the people. Mm. They're going to serve for two years. They're going to be the average everyday person. And they're not going to be overly smart. They're not going to be overly well-spoken because they're like the average person. Okay.
4: So
2: that Right. <laughs> so the Senate, the, the quote from one of the framers, I'm sorry, I can't remember talking about the senators, as eloquent statesmen. Mm-hmm. They are there to be the elite body to check the House. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain level of decorum that has always existed in the Senate, even when House members were screaming at each other and punching each other and throwing things at each other and yelling at the president while yeah. he's giving a speech. This is not anything that ever happened in the Senate. We've lost this decorum in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So when you say, where is the line? I guess my my short, well, that was not a short answer. But my answer is, I think that the line is so far back that we can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's how the House has always been. But for the Senate to be that way now, I mean, for, for senators to vote against the transportation secretary, which typically mm-hmm. doesn't happen, right. um, and the wife of one of the senators, um, so, it's odd.
1: Can I ask a question here? Um,
2: I don't what, know.
1: I hope I know the answer. <laughs> so I, I, Senate rules are not my thing. So I don't, I don't, um, is this a rule that only applies on the floor? Because I know it was a big deal when Cory Booker testified against Sessions, but it, so yes. is that, is that different in some way here because it was testimony as opposed to speaking on the floor? Yes.
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> Senate rule 19 is all about the process of a Senator speaking on the floor. So it starts with, um, being recognized by the presiding officer, following whatever rules have been laid out, if there are rules for debate at that particular period, if they're mm. depending on what the procedure is. Mm. So yes, that is different. So what Phil, what you're talking about, this, um, you know, not speaking against a sitting senator in a confirmation hearing, that was more uh, informal. Yeah, that was sort of you just kind of don't do that. Um, but this is a this is a formal rule that was put in place that is almost never used, but used. Now, which I think to get back to Nick's question tells us something about where we are, like mm-hmm. where the Senate is in this whole fight over polarization mm. and and bitterness.
3: You know, big picture, stepping away from the rules. This this seems to be bad for Mitch McConnell because yeah, I mean, his, so his supporters are going like to strategy. A, what's that right? Terrible strategy. Terrible strategy. Right. Because, no, well, well, I guess I guess here's the thing. So is it though? his his supporters it's not enough for his base, it's not. No, his base will like it. Well,
2: because they hate her, right? Yeah.
3: Right, or, but but the his for. base is pretty calm right now. Uh his those who don't like Mitch McConnell, they're all lathered up. And you know, he so his statement that's like exploding on social media right now was like, she was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, Nevertheless she, she persisted. It's my
2: Facebook cover photo. I know, right?
3: So, so even it's my
2: feminist war cry. now. Let's
3: say, for the sake of argument, and I don't agree with this. Let's say he's right that she had broke decorum. Like this is stupid politically because this is everybody's Facebook page now, and everybody who is marching and is angry now, like Mitch McConnell, you're on the list.
2: That's yes, right, and would, and those <laughs> and, and so all excited. of the re- and all of the rest of them, quote unquote. Right? Yeah,
1: the, yeah, the women. It would have been. <laughs> It would have been like a footnote if she had read this letter. It's a letter that has been discussed and talked about, right? I don't, he made it a massive news story when it would have just been a, you know, three minute reading of a letter that nobody would have heard about. That's where I don't get the strategy of like what he's, if if his goal is to get Jeff Sessions confirmed, I don't.
2: That does not help. That doesn't help it or hurt it. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant.
1: It no, draws I, I, this draws attention to this issue in ways that I, I don't. I don't. I mean, regardless of like you like you're saying, Bill. Regardless of the rules, and it, it seems silly and antiquated. This sort of don't, how dare you insult me when that's like what politics is all about. But <laughs> like strategically, it just seems it just seems I, I don't. I don't. It seems like it backfired. I don't. Maybe it's what he wanted. I don't think. I,
0: a, I mean, I think she was one of the primary targets over the past whatever, a couple of months Absolutely. at least. Absolutely. So they're if they know that there's really going to be no real consequences with their electoral base, why wouldn't you do that and mm-hmm. shut her up? And maybe that's the thinking, right? They... And you can't do it for more. Like yeah. you said, there were other people who read the letter too, mm-hmm. but the optics were so bad on this, you can't do it to more than one person. Well, right. She just happened to fall on the sword in that
2: one. But and, but what, is, what I'm curious about is what if they would have done it for all of them? Right for the three male senators that did it. What if for all of them then they did the same thing? Then and you're
0: censuring the legislative. The bridge.
2: whole, the right. whole of the Democrats, right? The, of the, right? the whole of the right. So Democrats. that. So yeah. this is this is what I'm concerned about <laughs> overall, sort of generally, as someone who studies. Congress and still does respect the institution, which mm-hmm. I'm like the only person left who still respects the <laughs> Congress. But uh, as an institution, because I think it's a brilliantly designed. Institution. So you're the
3: one when they pull. Like, I'm the one that has the high ruins. <laughs> yes. Me, I'm the
2: outlier that throws off <laughs> yes. all of the data. Right, one
3: person surveyed says. So. Right, <laughs> one person. We got to increase that. the N.
2: <laughs> oh Not in this room, because I would still be the. <laughs> That's open. right. Yeah. Um, is this the the Senate and House Republicans, so congressional Republicans and Trump and all of his little minions in the White House? None of them are thinking of the institutions above other things.
3: No, That's the whole that nuclear is, option, everything, yes, right? Yeah.
2: It's so short-sighted mm-hmm. and it's so um it can come back so much and bite you later, right? Yeah. That that and this is where of course it undermines democracy and our democratic ideals because the institution is supposed to come first, and this is him calling out judges. I mean, all of yeah. it, it paints this picture where if we don't have the legitimacy of our institutions, then we don't have Anything. Because the office holders are fleeting. They come in, mm-hmm. they come out. They come in, they come out. But if now the goal of those holding the office is to <clears throat> is to um, undermine the institution by using its own rules, yeah. right? Then what does that say about the way the institution functions? Well, mm-hmm. it says that it's Ooh. not functioning. And it's not designed to not function.
0: Okay, so, so devil's advocate here. Totally. Um, this is like us in the Congress <laughs> class. <laughs> so I... I realistically agree with you on most of these points the uh, not opposing point but the positive that i see coming out of this is realistically and you're helping with the situation right now nobody knew what this uh, this rule was yeah. up until this point right. no which i think has been the theme um, for the past month and a half is that people are actually getting to know what these yeah. ins- institutions are right. capable of and the structure of it and how things are organized mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say this is a positive thing. Well,
2: <laughs> I will actually take that. I think that that's a fair point. That Democracy it's, stretching its his arms. Yeah. <laughs> now, so yes, right? Um, those of us who are, you know, Lockean and enlightened, right? We are going to want to look it up and see what is Senate Rule 19.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> In my little bubble, right? Um, stupid academics. Stupid academics, all of
2: us. Um, mm. We're going to want to investigate. But. Those that don't, which are typically the ones that fall in Trump's voting base, are going to be like, "God, they finally censured that bitch. Get her to shut up finally, man. Stop running her drugs, mouth, this, yeah. right?" Um,
3: in some ways, that's yeah. why it plays to both both parties, right? It I mean,
2: fires them both yeah, very, right, di- fires yeah. them up very. Although I, right?
3: I, I think it's going to fire up those who are already fired up, right? I think this plays better. It, it will. It amplifies Warren in a way that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So she, her message is out there. Yes, I mean this is this is a big deal. So I. What does that do for them right
0: now? Like, really, for what does whom? that do for them? For whom? For uh, the Democrats in general. What, well, so what does that do for it them? It gives
3: them one more thing to push back on Trump. Yes, you know, exactly. In terms of that, in terms of the broader political Congress. optics, right? it gives them another thing. So they'll show up in Mitch McConnell's a office. A swimming and... pool-sized load of shit. No, yeah, but is, keep, just... keep <laughs> adding <laughs> them, <laughs> right? I mean,
2: the heavier it gets, the better it And each... that's the
0: thing. Like, and, and not to, to keep harping on this, there's so much there lumping another thing on at this point is not going to be that noticeable. I, we notice it because well, we're looking for
3: it. Right. Well, and this it, it it makes me think of the Tea Party movement and everything that got them all fired up. Mm-hmm. And this will just be another thing that will get this base mobilized and pushing back. And and so whether that matters or not, whether you're right, they probably could out have.
1: They're protesting, every friggin' night? they could
3: have gone to Nordstrom's, or whatever uh, and, it was, right? There would have been another but, issue.
1: But <laughs> this also this also keeps them fired up, right? Like yeah. I mean, like it, it, at some point, the for the Democrats, you have to sustain the sort of. The passion, right? And so it may just be one more thing, but those are, that's what keeps the movement going or whatever, right? Am I yeah, right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Especially if you think about
3: the women that hate Trump, that's, that's a legit, Suzanne's raising her hand, uh, that's a legitimate group right now. This is red meat to them, right? I mean, so they've attacked uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's, you know, she is, well, for many people, the next potential candidate for president.
1: It, and it, it's not just, it's not a. It, the issue here is not just a uh, like a gender issue; it's also a race issue, right? Because they've okay. censured her for reading Coretta Scott King's oh, sure. statement, right? So for it's sure. like you, yes. you're kind of hitting two key points when you when you Talking fire up this thing. Talking about
2: the Attorney General candidate who you know doesn't really believe in upholding voting rights.
3: Mitch McConnell was probably sitting in his office going, "Like that wasn't the greatest idea <laughs> for the turtle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to go back in my shell right. and hide for a yes. while." I mean again I think uh, looking at this as a citizen and as a and as, as someone who considers herself somewhat of an activist and as someone who proudly wears my feminist sleeve mm-hmm. um this reads very gendered and it reads very um, sort of prototypical of the way that women but also people of color and others felt going through this whole process yeah. is disrespected, mm. silenced, go go sit in your corner. You've had your moment, you've had your time. We're reclaiming again. And that's how it so I'm saying as an individual like this is how it feels, right? As someone who studies Congress, I think the use of this rule in the way it was used is could potentially be a very slippery slippery slope as Democrats try to use whatever rules they can yeah. to get any leverage in the Senate. Mm-hmm. If the Republicans are going to use these more obscure kinds of rules, no idea what this is going to look like, which is fascinating and also a little bit scary.
3: So as, you, as you're as you talking about respecting the Senate and the institution all of that, so I've, I just got a notice from the New York Times. So looking at Gorsuch, and so the Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch, called President Trump's attack on federal judges demoralizing and disheartening disheartening wow. so right he this is a big deal right so I mean, up. this is this is a, a a judge saying that we need to respect these institutions not not dealing with the senate but the supreme Same court kind of yeah it's, it's an interesting thing we're seeing
2: and what we'll, will trump tweet back yeah oh, it'll be revoked.
3: revoked
2: oh <laughs> no he
1: can't touch he can't. i know what i'm
2: saying yeah He's gonna want right to,
1: right I, so i mean i we could keep talking should we shift gears yes I'm sorry I I can talk about the Congress I'm (laughs) I'm sorry are
2: you going to censor me do we have like a a podcast rule that you guys are going (laughs) to censor me we should
0: start (laughs) one
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: when the lady comes on the panel we can only
0: have women in here for 15 minutes (laughs) the the white men (laughs) (laughs)
2: and the white Jewish lady gets kicked off the podcast
0: that will not be good for this is going to be horrible for a situation. so you can subscribe on iTunes right now
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah let's plug that
0: we are on itunes yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. i'm done
1: all right phil I'm go done. ahead sorry <laughs> so, yeah i mean this is it's um the you would i mean what you were saying kind of brings this up that really i the big story of the past week has been trump's battle with the judiciary yeah. right yeah. i mean over over his immigration ban and um it, there's there's i mean there's multiple layers to this story there's the one of whether or not the immigration ban's gonna stand or not. But the real, the more interesting one, I, to me, I think, is his attack on the judiciary, which is something that, to me, is pretty terrifying. And it seems like something that has brought a reaction, not just from the left, but from a lot of people on the right as well, right? And, and people who are both, who are just concerned about, again, checks on power, and the power of the executive, and and the possible undermining of the judiciary. I mean, because it, it's not just that he was questioning them. He was, I mean, the, the big tweet, maybe you have it there in your printout. I, have, I do, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> which was, one are you referencing? <laughs> the one in which he he said, essentially, that if there's a terrorist attack, it's, it's what's his name? Judge Robard or whatever, it's yes. his fault.
3: So this was on February 5th, uh, Donald Trump. Just cannot believe a judge would put our country in such peril. If something happens, blame him and court system. <laughs> Yeah. No, people pouring in. Bad. Back off
1: that, I mean, that, that to me... <laughs> I'm <I'll> Get too, <laughs> so, much got too,
3: got too excited, Nick.
1: <laughs> that, that to me is, is, and I've seen a number of people arguing this, that that's maybe the most alarming tweet yeah. of all of Trump's tweets, right? Mm-hmm. Because it it is setting the stage for if there's a terrorist attack or some sort of attack, an outright... Well, it's an attack by Trump on the judiciary, right? And, yeah. and that—I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, are people making too big of a deal out of that? Is this just Trump tweeting, or is this how That's concerned an, can I mean,
0: we've ever had a window into the mind of yeah. an executive, like, like we do. Like in Twitter this provides us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. You have their deepest, darkest, most innermost thoughts. Well, at least his. Um, He's not not so particularly complex. Likes. No, but, yeah. not complex. But that's that's the thing. Like, I, I have no doubt in my mind that some of the executive leadership that we've had over the past half of half a century have been, in some cases, evil, manipulative pieces of shit, and we yeah. just never knew about it. He just right. happens to be the one that yeah, it was enough. around in, yeah. in the the you know right. Twitter but, generation. But there's a
3: difference between those that would want to tweak the judiciary push them so that they get their agenda and openly saying that right it's 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 a i difference. think it's more
0: concerning if you have someone that isn't telling you that mm. that I is see, i ahead. uh-oh
1: what <laughs> 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 you saying finish your saying maybe,
0: no i like i i like he's he's playing his cards he doesn't have a poker face
3: but the guy right. who lies respects the institution the one who openly Trump attacks the institution. Doesn't we know he doesn't respect no, it? He doesn't right, understand true, enough right. to Which
2: respect it or not right, respect it. He doesn't that understand. That
0: immediately creates resistance to what he's saying. Yes, as yes, opposed yes. to a person who lies and who wants to manipulate the system from behind the scenes. I can't believe
1: I'm I'm arguing I like the liar better, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but, but but here's the thing: like, just his tweet has an effect, right? Like, it has a it has a chilling of like. I think if I'm a judge, right? Like, what?
2: That's if terrifying I were, in and of itself. Yeah. You know,
1: What's the judge? I don't remember what the you judge's only got name. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't
3: have to work harder to be a judge, Phil. I, yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> I even know
1: to be a judge. I'm just thinking if I were in their shoes, right? Like I would be afraid if I were this guy, right? Yeah. Because he's basically said to the country that assholes at fault for the loss of American lives, right? Like he's that there's there is a not so subtle threat in that statement right and so i think like there's there's a chilling effect on other like other judges now who are hearing cases and and do you want i you know i i I don't know i mean what i don't put it past there's there's there are a few crazy people in america right like to take things into their hands or to that, that that would just that would worry me right that that has an effect on the way judges make decisions possibly who are so interested in the outcome on this issue that they're willing to compromise
3: the institution to say the the ban is so important i don't want to hear what the judge has to say or i think a point you've made previously is that even if the court rules against him maybe he says I'm not going to respect that ruling. And for me, that's the most terrifying. That's Well, because yeah. the
2: judiciary, it, it, the federal judiciary particularly, it the only way that it can function is if the executive implements its decisions. And we've seen that this has been a problem over and over and over again. I mean, this was the whole civil rights movement, you know, up until the Department of Justice actually got involved under Johnson. So if the federal judiciary comes down or if it manages to get to the Supreme Court, maybe with eight justices, maybe with nine. Yeah. And they rule against him. I'm not so sure that that's the end of the conversation. And as Bill is saying, and this is, I think, maybe Phil, what you're getting to as well, is then what does that say for the role of the judiciary, the role of checks and balances, separate institutions sharing powers, which is at the fundamental part of our republic, yeah. that this turns into a one-branch government, yeah. right? This, what in effect, turns work. into an authoritarian, like an actual authoritarian regime.
0: That's Wait. taking the, the the actual constituents out of the argument, though.
2: It does, yeah. Th- yes, it does.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, to think, uh, like, in hypothetically, I could see some sort of scenario like that. I don't think it's likely. Yeah. But if that did, for whatever reason, come to pass, like, again, and, and we talk about the different segments of, of the base for both political parties, you're only appealing to the absolute lunatics in that situation. And, like, if that happened, and realistically, I'm not, obviously, a, a Trump supporter. I'm not a hyper-conservative. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm slightly conservative. Mm-hmm. But, like, he would completely lose me in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, regardless of what I said during classes with you <laughs> or talks with you two, I do respect the institutions. Yeah. And the fact that someone would actually do that, and it's so blatantly obvious that they have no respect for... The process and the institutions, right. you but, lose any sort of credibility yeah, with ninety yeah. percent of the country, and impeachment
2: but, becomes even more likely at that point. Sure, because that, Congress, that's, members of Congress who have electoral consequences mm-hmm. see that. Sorry, go ahead, Phil.
1: That's the fear, though, Nick. Right, like, because like at that point, like the concern is the reason these checks are important is because if he erodes them, it doesn't matter if he loses you, right? Like, like it's not that's not what's stopping him at that point, right? So. Um, you know, like if, if even if 90 percent, so, you know, I, I'm not uh, to make an extreme example, right? Like as, as authoritarians rise, they, as they lose the support of the people, it doesn't matter because they've manipulated the institutions enough right. that the people no longer have a check on their power. That's and so right. that's why it's important to make these claims or these, these limitations or the, to push back early right because at that point if he if he doesn't care enough about the judiciary then he doesn't give a shit about what the people think either right Mm
0: -hmm. no but we're not in such a dire situation where people lose sight and understanding of the basic structure of our government
2: yeah i think we might
0: be though nick i think think you're (laughs) underestimating how thoughtful you are right i mean (laughs)
3: this
2: is what i'm saying you said it much better than i just said
3: this isn't europe damn it No, I, I think you're, you're a right. You just don't know. You know, you're somebody who I, I think you're right. You respect the institutions. You respect the democracy, and and I think there is a a good chunk of conservatives who are there. Right, we're seeing them push back. Yeah. There is also a good chunk of Trump hardcore supporters who I think are less concerned about that. And I don't know what the number of that is. Is that fifteen yeah, percent? Necessarily disagree is it with thirty percent. Yeah, but the
0: same can who? be said for the other side. Yeah, oh, realistically, correct. the vitriol coming out of that side is probably. At a higher pitch right now than this than from the other but there's no power. power. Dem- yeah, Democrats but, no, no power. don't have power. There, there, hey, there are just as many lunatics that will take a shot at him from the left as lunatics on the right who are going to overthrow but, the government. But we
3: can't run campaigns. We're terrible. Well, well, we obviously. don't get We're fucking Everything <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: because we're too smart for our own good.
1: Yeah,
2: right. uh, <laughs> we don't know how to talk to the common folk. Okay,
1: Hillary. <laughs> what What makes this dangerous is that, Not that an insult, mm-hmm. say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What. What makes it dangerous is that that chunk of people who are diehard Trump supporters are Trump supporters precisely because he's destroyed. Like he's he's basically he doesn't give a shit. Right. Like it's time for government to be effective or, you know, to to, anyway, like they're pissed at liberal judges who are imposing their view on stuff. And so it's not that. You know, I that I I don't know. I think it's part of where he gets his strength is because of his lack of respect for the institution.
3: And I I will say, he's effective at making that case. Like today, if I go to my Twitter sheet, uh, he tweeted out. You know, this was a big increase in traffic into our country from certain areas, certain areas. Uh, while our people are far more vulnerable, right? I mean, that, that's, that's good language. As we wait for what should be an easy D, right? Easy decision. But, um, I mean, so he's, he's smart. Easy D. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Thank easy. You. I'm so glad I wanted, I just wanted that to get in. <laughs> but, but he is a good spokesman for that argument to say that don't talk to me about institutions or checks or anything like that. Like, yeah. I, what I, I'm right. I'm going to keep you safe. Let's not have the judges get involved. Um, is, that's I, again I, for me.
1: It's it, it's the sort of principle of the thing, right? Like for him, he's right, and so the the checks on his power are wrong, right? And and for me, it's, it, it, that's getting it backwards, right? Like even if you're right, the point the the importance of the checks on power are that you know, like you you know you have to work. You you have to prove that you're right, right? Mm-hmm. You have to make this argument. Yeah. You have to yeah. convince multiple people, right? And the whole point of the checks on power is, are that it's supposed to prevent this, you know, person who has absolute certainty in their view on things. Um, and yeah, I mean that that's I, I, again, it's it's this inability that that we as Americans have to put ourselves in the opposition's shoes, right? Or to it, mm-hmm. We, I think both parties are guilty of this. They're, when they're in power, they forget what it's like to be outside of power, right? So Republicans eat it up now that Trump is saying, I'm, you know, I'm in power, I'm right, how dare you check me? But if, when it was Barack Obama, you know, a couple of years ago, it, their heads exploded at the idea that he was, you know, that they love checks on power when they're not in power yeah of course. so that's in an any situation Of yeah. Course.
2: yeah i mean the idea that what it, trump is already over halfway towards the number of executive orders that obama passed in his whole first term mm-hmm. oh, excuse mm-hmm. me first year excuse me i think it was first year i have to go back and look at that for sure
4: mm-hmm.
2: um we don't hear anything it's oh someone's finally doing what yeah. the people want someone's finally taking the people into consideration and mm-hmm. not and 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 i this is why and i talked to bill about this before and having two international relations scholars is I think useful in this talking about whether he's a, whether this is an authoritarianism issue or whether this is really populism.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And as you were talking, I I, I I did research. Yeah. And as I'm referencing, referencing a piece that I used in class before by and Oliver in the Monkey Cage, where they look at during the election cycle <clears throat> the candidates that were left, which of the candidates um, exhibited sort of authoritarian type of, of, mm-hmm. of traits and populist traits. And what I think is really interesting in the way that they measure populism is three main things. And I'm just going to quote here from this piece. Belief that a few elites have absconded with the rightful sovereignty of the people. Mm -hmm. Deep mistrust of any group that claims expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strong nationalist identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this doesn't mean that there aren't authoritarian parts to this. And I don't know whether saying that this is authoritarian populism and you can collapse them, which Phil's nodding that yes, that's a thing. So I told Bill, I said, I don't know why more people aren't talking about the fact that this is populism. Maybe because nobody knows what that means. So maybe we should talk about what that means, and or you could disagree and tell me that I'm full of shit. Or Ram and Oliver are full of shit from the Monkey Cage. No, I don't. I
1: don't think you're wrong, right? I think I, there have been a lot of people who have said that to call Trump a fascist is wrong, right? That he's a populist more than a fascist. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I mean, maybe I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but it seems to me they're not mutually exclusive, right? So you can have anti-elite, populist kind of you know anti-intellectual mm-hmm. movements. Yeah. So one of them is is more sort of attitudes, and one of them is more sort of approach, right? And so, like populism is about attitudes yeah. towards right. elites and giving power back to the people and Using whatnot. Using
2: rhetoric in a way that capitalizes yeah. on
1: that. Whereas authoritarianism is more, in my mind, a, an approach, right? A view to how power should be handled or how power should be, um, you know, how government should be carried out, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's no doubt that Trump is a populist, right? And I think the the
2: I feel vindicated. Yeah. As a non-hire person. No, I, I'm just
1: enjoying this. Like this is like the apex
3: of our intellectualism right here.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> yes. I put it on the table. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> uh,
1: and I, I think on the authoritarian scale, there's still that discussion about right how I, I think there's no doubt that he has authoritarian tendencies, right? So the question is, there are these populists, there's this populist movement. The question is, how is that populist movement, or how are those populist ideals going to be implemented? Right. right? So you can have a totally democratic populist movement mm-hmm. that basically says we're going to elect people, we're going to give power back to the people, we're going to, you know, a- attack Washington, and w- but we're going to do it through sort of democratic right. means, through the checks on power, through you know, constitu- There and then there's this uh, the other end of it, which is that screw all of these checks on power, they're getting in the way. And so yeah. we're going to do what needs to be done. So right? what's what that been...
2: then? Is that Trumpism? Like, what is that yeah.
1: then? Yeah, I think right? it's, it's a hybrid, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I the, yeah. I mean, I have to think about other sort of major populist. And, and, and it, to be honest, it might be too
3: early for us to know. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, we're, very, we're yeah. You know, so although I would say like David Frum, who was a speechwriter for George W. Bush, he says it's not too early. Like he's been very much of the authoritarian argument. But I, I, I want to wait and see, right? We've got a couple weeks of policy, of behavior. I think things are going to settle down and then we will have a better sense. Uh, Nothing
2: has even gone to Congress yet, right? He hasn't, right, exactly. he hasn't given his yes. to the union. He hasn't proposed legislation right. to Congress yeah. yet. So we don't know whether he is thinking of maybe using the other institutions, mm-hmm. but if his tweets about the judiciary tell us anything, yeah, it's that he doesn't care.
1: So he, doesn't yeah, need them. I, yeah, I, I think to, to sort of to play to push back against you, Bill, and sort oh, of defend from shit. right. Oh, I think his, yeah. his, his we, argument would just be, be of beer, uh, yeah,
2: right,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> pull the
1: pull the plug on Barker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think from's argument up. would be that we we have enough right so. How long do you have to wait to declare someone an authoritarian? Right. So maybe he's not he's not there yet. Right. I, I agree. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I'm not willing to. I'm not ready to put the stamp of authoritarianism on Trump. What was that six years? But, of
2: Hitler?
1: Something yeah. Took so, six, yeah. six years.
2: Yeah. And six million Jews. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: But the, 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 the concern is, with authoritarianism, <laughs> if you wait too long, yes, you're screwed, no, right? That, like, so so the, the, the whole point is like... when you start to see red flags, or yeah, you, it's important to push back, right? So even if Trump's not an authoritarian yet, that's why it's important when he starts to try to challenge or undermine the, the, yes. the legitimacy of the judiciary. That's why it's important to speak up now. <laughs> right. Because if we wait until we're like, oh, yeah, he's an authoritarian, it's too late, right? right?
0: But that's the thing. There's no lack of people that are not pushing back at this point, whether you're talking about people like us or the media or you know anybody that is remotely left-leaning, yeah.
1: or even no. you know fairly even civil servants who are leaving yeah. the yeah.
2: White House yeah. because they don't yeah. want to work for him.
1: I think you're exactly right, Nick. Right, Nick. But I think also every podcast we've done so far, you've complained about the people who have pushed back. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: no, I agree. Right, hey, no, right, right, right.
1: Nick, what's oh, oh, okay. okay. all that? Nick, can I back the truck up? I, I want to push back
3: on Phil. Tell yes, me what. Okay, okay, okay. You're the kill. Gotta go, Phil. Gotta go. You're the queue. You to. So here's what Phil. I think you're right. Right, Go but here's it. what I was. <laughs> That's right, Bannon. <laughs> no, I, I, I would. I, I agree with the sense that the there has to be pushback. I think we give Trump too much credit for some grand master plan that he's That's some authoritarian. True.
2: That's fair.
3: Yes, he's a man walking around in a robe <laughs> talking to walls. Right. He's, he
2: doesn't How can have a base? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, Jackson. <laughs> uh, you know Hitler. A terrible man, but a smart guy who had strategy, right? Uh, You know, Bannon, a man who has strategy. Like, they're thinking about how to manipulate things. I realize I just equated (laughs) Hitler and Bannon...
2: You're not yeah. the first that's done that. Nick, so. Nick can
3: edit this out afterwards. Um,
2: <laughs> no, I wanted oh, to
1: draw ideas. out your Hitler had good ideas argument that no, you no, were no. making. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, they
1: had highways. Yeah. No, I said Hitler was there strategic. Was he was that smart.
3: Happened. I can't
2: remember. Yes. Or yeah. Hitler so. was
3: smart in a way that I don't. I'm not convinced Trump is there. I think Trump just wants what he wants. And right. so, or what other people
2: are telling him he should want. Yes.
3: And so when, yeah. no, when Trump attacks fake news, which is basically anybody who criticizes him, that bothers me. And I think yes. there absolutely has to be pushed back. Yes. I'm not sure if that means he's an authoritarian or he's an idiot, right? Uh, and, and I, I want to give more
2: time for that. Default. But yeah.
1: I think you have to be careful in that just because he's an idiot doesn't mean that he's not... Dangerous, right? He no, like, so, totally. yeah. makes it more dangerous. dangerous. Yes, yeah. If, if, if In a his, different way. You know, <laughs> if his like popularity is all that matters, right? And if, if that's the driving force of his agenda, then you know that that can just just like you know white nationalism or whatever else could lead to authoritarianism, worship of Trump or like Trump has to be, you know, I have to be right, or how dare you criticize mm-hmm. me, can also lead to I mean, that's what you've seen, right? The, 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 the attacks that he's leveled against the judiciary or the press or anything else, they mm-hmm. haven't come from any well-founded political doctrine. They've come from a fragile ego, right? But, mm-hmm. but regardless of where they come from, there's still checks on, I mean, there's still attacks on the institutions that matter, right? So, so regardless of whether he's doing it out of some grand strategic objective or just because he feels like it, they' maybe they're not equally dangerous, but they're both dangerous. Right? An argument but here's what this I happens think, every week. But here's You're what
2: right. It fuels, it fuels the populist <laughs> argument because yeah. if he then attacks these institutions for um, reporting inappropriately or not following what he wants, yeah. then what he's in essence doing is then adding fuel to the voters or the alt righters or those that support him mm-hmm. to say, see, these are the not they're not the nefarious outsiders because they're not Muslim. But they're experts that are claiming that they know something, but we right. know they're, better. So the they're attacking right me, now. but they're the ones that, that are trying to take us down. Right. So it just That's fuels the that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's Exactly. The exactly. Right. right. This is Exactly. That's I mean, what he's doing this is right all, now.
0: This is all hyperbole at this point. We know nothing. He's done nothing to curtail the media or freedom of speech.
1: We'll, I don't, we'll go, we'll, I don't we'll know I that. Let me go to the Twitter list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but right now, like, and again,
0: this is this is him. If You're talking about Twitter or mm-hmm. anything else. This is him screaming at the sky and just putting his shit out but there.
2: But this is the fight I have with my husband when I say words have meaning. I
0: completely agree. Right? What you been,
2: say, right. even if you didn't mean it. The way said you said it, say it still exact, has meaning. You
0: could say so, the exact same thing about all the shit that's being printed and reported on on the opposite side of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. A, but they're
2: Stop.
0: not president. No, no, they're, they're not, the, but there's no power. not. But it's not your yeah. You're there's talking no about power. a populist message that is equally, if not more powerful, than he so, would ever be. <laughs> Bill.
1: I, I, I want I to just say. I
0: agree. <laughs>
1: Nick, I want to say something in opposition to that, and then I want to say something in support of that. Okay, good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's a wash. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, all right. So my opposition to that is that I, I don't think you can say that he's done nothing, right? Like, he's launched attacks on the judiciary. I mean, he, like, that doesn't mean, like, I don't know. So you're, you don't like Barack Obama. How would you have felt if Barack Obama had, like, made all these comments about the stupid judiciary undermining my agenda, and how dare they... Oh,
0: make no mistake, I don't like that he's doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, me, personally, I don't like that Trump is doing it at all. Had anybody said that, I think that would be ridiculous.
2: You still think that it's action. It's nothing actionable. Right,
0: nothing Nothing is actionable at this point. We have no idea what he's physically... I mean, we do know what he's physically capable of. He has shown no institutional machinations that he's changing mm-hmm. the yep. fundamental structure of the United States Constitution or the way that we operate as a free society. Phil, yeah. go. He hasn't done <laughs> So, so, so
1: right. yes, the opposition to what you're saying, I would say is that I, I think you under you underestimate the power of just talking about, like I think his oh, words and undermining <laughs> stuff, I think that that is, <laughs> is more significant than you're willing to say it is. Okay. Now, in defense of what you're saying, I, I do think it's worth talking about the fact that he's he's accomplished very little, right? Like, okay. we're through, what are we, two and a half, three weeks Nine, in this? Three 19 weeks days. from yeah. Friday, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. so if, we're, if we're talking about, like, the first hundred days, which are the most important, mm-hmm. like, period for getting shit done, mm-hmm. he's not, like, I, like, he's talking now, he and congressional Republicans, are. he actually said, like on Obamacare repeal, you're probably looking at next year, which is like that means it's not going to happen. Rolling <laughs> like, back, right, Do- right. back Dodd Frank and that
2: kind of stuff. Yeah, it's take like a while.
1: he's he. Other than the executive orders, which have gotten a lot of buzz, like there's not. I mean, I there's stuff happening, but they're not like major, massive. Uh, in, anyway, yeah, I I, I think that uh, um, I think in some ways you're right. Like I think you can't. You have to recognize that in the grand scheme of things, if you look at other presidencies, the stuff he's doing might be alarming, but it's not like a, like a huge, I don't know, his, his agenda just far, just far, thus far. <laughs> <laughs> Two beers. Two beers. <laughs> so
2: this is why, again, I said this when I was here last time is what this, what is the state of the union going to sound like? Oh. Is it going to be. Gibberish? Is it going to be yeah. Twitteracy? Is it going to be, or is it going to be something that's more well constructed and crafted?
1: No, right? no, no. And even if
2: it's, it's so well constructed in terms of how he delivers it, it's going to. My my guess is going to be devoid of substance.
3: Yeah, I think so. Even though so. it's not supposed
2: to be, this is the most I, important speech he will probably ever give.
3: The first one, you think? Yes. <laughs> For him, favorite.
2: especially.
3: If we, look, I mean, the inaugural address, he he passed on that.
2: All of it. In he terms of it. like substance, it was absolutely. yeah,
1: it's. He, my yeah. prediction, I'll, I'll put it out there right now, is that it's going to be another campaign speech. Oh,
2: cool. I would take that one hundred percent. It's
1: going to be little, yeah. It's going to be little on policy and lots on sort of rhetoric and and blaming.
2: Kind of, I think there's going to be some blaming in there too.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He'll blame Nordstrom. Um. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil laughed.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, no, we, yeah. We, we only have about. 15 15 20 minutes left. Um can we go through what beers we've been having. So sure. Yeah. Through, let's we're start. all at each other's throats. Oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. we went
2: like an hour and a half with yeah, that that's cool. thought, I was like, what are the beers? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know. Good. We put them
0: on Facebook now. So you
3: can see yeah, the product place. Yes. You can uh, go to iTunes, download. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil, Phil what are you drinking? <laughs> so my first beer tonight was um, Red Tape Amber Lager by Jax Abbey. Um which is a Massachusetts uh, brewery. It was, it was really good, I liked it a lot. So there's a, there's a little place in Keene here, I, I live in Keene, New Hampshire, there's a little place called Brewtopia where they have all sorts of little micro brews and I went in and asked the guy for recommendations, he recommended it, it was really good. The other one I had was called, it was Throwback Brewery, Love Me Long Time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: That like should it. be Trump's beer. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a bohemian pilsner. And it, it was, yeah, it was good. I liked it as well. I liked the red tape amber lager better. Um, my impression, this is from uh, New Hampshire, uh, Throwback Brewery. And I guess it's not widely available. So screw you, you can't have it. It's just <laughs> me. <laughs> and it was good.
3: Bill? All right, so I started with a, uh, so Naperville, we're in Naperville, Illinois, Salamoth Brewery, one of my favorite breweries here, uh, Snaggletooth Bandana, a good beer, solid uh, American IPA. And then my second one was one of my favorites, uh, Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. That's a good one. I just, I, it doesn't get any better than that, and I, I kind of punted because I didn't try something new, but. I
2: feel
3: like i like that. Oh, wait, I, yeah. You, next
2: time wait. you bring me one.
1: Wasn't Snaggletooth Bandana your nickname in high school? Yes, yes, that's, I could totally see that's that. part of part of
3: the reason I had one. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it uh, I, this, the, but the the shoots I would say is better. It's just like, I don't know. It's just such a good full beer. It's it's a wonderful IPA. It's yeah,
2: very nice. Suzanne, I am the fanciest of all of you because I'm an elite feminist, and so I <laughs> and uh, and so I drink the the quote unquote girly beer. So I had two Ho Gardens. Ho Garden is my favorite beer. Mm. It's Belgian. It's a Blanche. Anything Blanche I love. And the Ho Garden is my favorite. I brought two for just me and nobody else could have them.
3: It's a good beer. It's a good beer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she and, and she passed the on the,
3: the New Glarus Spotted Cow. Or may, maybe maybe if we get
0: heated again you'll have
2: to. I might. That.
3: Yeah. I might. You
0: easily have 20 minutes. You're fine. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, it's a possible. I do have yeah. to drive home. It's yeah. a thing. <laughs>
0: um, so I went with another two brothers, which uh, I feel like I've had this before. It's their uh, Pinball Juicy Hot Pale Ale. Um, which was awesome. Mm. I like I said. I think I've had it before, but like I I cannot get enough of their their stuff. It's...
1: It, ju- juicy hot. Was your nickname in high
0: school? Right? <laughs> That's right. We don't we don't talk about that stuff. What happens? The podcast stays in the podcast? Right. but it doesn't. Um, and then I had uh, and it's called Agave Wheat from uh, Breckenridge Brewery out in Colorado. And it's a wheat ale with agave nectar, which was awesome. Oh. Shit, I hit three. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. You're welcome for reminding me. Thank you. you. That's so nice. Um, No, that was great. Uh... You can really taste the adopting
3: nectar; it's very delicious. I, t- so Breckenridge Brewery. When I was out in grad school at Colorado, my brother and I we we were walking distance from the Breckenridge Brewery, mm. and Dangerous. and when you mentioned that, I just I, I envisioned my brother and I sitting at the bar eating Hangover nachos, flashbacks. drinking <laughs> Breckenridge beers. It was it was a good, it was a good, good, good moment. A
2: moment Phil mind. wasn't
3: there, even though he was in Colorado.
0: <laughs> Jerk. He wasn't
2: invited.
0: Yes. Wasn't invited. Um, and then I had. Uh, a red Banshee from Fort Collins Brewery in, uh, in Colorado as well. Um, kind of more uh, subtle, uh, red ale. Um, it says it pairs well with mac and cheese and creme brulee. Ooh. So I'm going to try that. Rich,
2: yeah. rich food. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's, I'm it's the only delicious. one that opted for a foreign beer. That's right. There you go. You're welcome. We, we buy America. Yes. Yes. You buy America. I yes. buy, yes. buy <laughs> the other.
3: Right. Obviously. Free marketeer. Free marketeer. <laughs>
2: yes. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: I just like it here. So how much time do we have left today? We have about 15 minutes.
1: Can I, can I suggest a topic? Yes. Oh, girl. <laughs>
2: I got nice like my talking in, so I'm good.
1: I feel like we should talk about uh, Trump's comments about how we're no better than Russia, or that we're no better than Putin, that we're killers, too. I like that. Yeah.
2: It's it was a good the, way to end. It was the
1: top of my list, Phil. Thank you.
2: <laughs> He's got stars in his eyes. Yes. Hearts just for you.
1: Yeah. So tell us about it, Bill.
3: So uh, this was the interview, the Super Bowl interview, uh, Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump. Go Pats! Go Pats. Oh my God, <laughs> it's a, just die. Go Pack. Um, <laughs> Even though I live in New Hampshire, I Can I say right? go Browns or is that what we know? No, no? no you, can say, you can say it ironically. Yeah, know. we're freeform here. Uh, so in this interview, uh, Donald Trump, so Bill O'Reilly asks him the question about how he, uh, you know, what his relationship with Vladimir Putin is and they talk about it and then he, you know, Trump defends Putin again. And says he has a relationship with him, but whatever. But it's you know he doesn't respect him or whatever. It's a, kind of this complicated stuff. And then to Bill O'Reilly's credit, he says, "Well, Putin's a killer. You know, he's a killer. He's killed people." And Trump comes back and says, "Well, there's lots of killers. You know, you know, the United States has killed lots of people. American history, uh, and it,
1: it, it was a big deal." Go ahead. Talk specifically about the Iraq War Yes, that, yes. Right? And inciting that as sort of an example of us as killers. And for
3: me, when I heard that, it was to hear a Republican say that. You know, Republicans who really believe in this idea of American exceptionalism, that there's something unique while, you know, the United States has warts and we're not perfect, but that in general, like, we are the beacon of democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to hear a Republican president, it was a bit shocking. And I think the, the traditional Republican establishment... Reflected that, including yeah. you know Mitch McConnell, Mister Turtle guy, right? I mean, it was it was there. <laughs> did he? Did McConnell push back on that? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was talking about you know attack the the, the criticism of Putin came out uh, very very quickly, including you know Putin responded by asking Fox News to apologize. <laughs> so uh, no, the, for me this was a bizarre moment to see a Republican. President att- subtly attacking U.S. history
0: and that
2: wasn't so subtle. No,
0: hi. Question. Yeah. Does anyone disagree with it? No.
2: No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Yes. But I think what? it's. it's <laughs> yes. It's the fact that he said. Well,
1: yes and, and no. The,
2: and, no, and, no and to I think there's an important.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's an important distinction to be made because I like. I, I'm with you. Like I, I don't like the other end of the spectrum, which is this belief that America is perfect and has never done any wrong. Right? Like I, I, thats ridiculous. Right? We've done really shitty, terrible things in our history. Sure. So there, but that is not the same as saying that we're equivalent. To Russia and to Putin, right? No, right. So no,
0: I,
3: I would. Agree. Tar- targeting journalists, yes. Yeah. Isn't
2: there somebody some who just between. got poisoned apparently and yes. is in hospital Tw- right he, now? Right? He got I mean,
1: he got mouthy.
3: He, he got poisoned it's twice. The first about. time didn't take. That's but, right. but uh, yeah.
2: us try
1: the So I, I don't it's his want fault to. That it twice. That's right. Right. Yeah, it's You got be careful. I don't. I don't want to go to the other end, which is to say that you know, God bless America. We're perfect and we've never done any wrong and we're on the side of good. I hate that. I hate the, the lack of recognition of the ways in which we have been crappy. But I, I don't think at the same time, yeah, we're we're not. We don't we don't kill journalists in our own country. <laughs> we don't try to topple democracy. Like I don't. I, we're not like we're not perfect, right? We we do bad stuff, but we're not Vladimir Putin, right? Like a, a president of the United States should be able to openly say we're better the ideals of america and the things we stand for even though we fall short of those ideals at times we are better than russia we are better than vladimir putin
0: right but they and say not, that and again this is the exact same thing that we were talking about do you want someone who's going to put this in our faces or do you want someone who's going to feed us that line of bullshit while they're
1: droning and <laughs> night raiding people to death but that, that line is not necessarily bullshit right like, I, I don't, like, what's what's mind-boggling to me is that Barack Obama made those sorts of arguments, and the right, the, the conservatives ate him alive for it, right? Like, they were ready to crucify him for suggesting that America fell short of perfection, right? But then... Donald Trump comes along and says, "We're no better than Donald than than Donald Trump." <laughs> Freud they said, are synonymous yeah, at this so, point. So so that what you're My favorite We're moment than Vladimir Putin, and everyone's like, "Bob, well, he's got a good point." <laughs> this, this to me is so
2: is so interesting because if he and maybe you all can help me understand this, but if he's going to come out and say, as he said, "America first, oh. it's all about America. We have to put ourselves first because we have to reclaim the mantle, mm-hmm. right? Because we've had it all along, but now we've got to show everyone else that we have it. In one breath, he says this, and it's like this blind patriotism. And in the next breath, he says, but we're not innocent, but we've done bad things. I
0: don't think he
3: cares. To to me, that that that. doesn't,
2: that, those two things don't makes sense but so much of what he says doesn't make but, sense but
3: it's it's America first but it's self-interested right it's, right. it's America first and nobody else matters okay. so it doesn't matter if you've done wrong yeah. as long as it's in our interest yeah.
0: we're stone cold killers
3: but the, yeah. but
2: the connotation was we're not so innocent which means we did do yes, wrong right. not in our own best interest
3: absolutely that's an important and point and
2: I'm Deconstructing more than yeah no no I think
3: that's say. right because there's a difference between those who think that America America's hegemonic order has been good for the rest of the world yes. so us pursuing our interest embracing democracy and the free market has helped everybody get better
2: regardless of collateral damage whereas
3: trump says that no it's it's america first and it does those things don't matter right it's it literally is just america first and these ideals of human rights and democracy and freedom and liberty all those 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 things are secondary so no I, i agree with you phil this is very very troubling for somebody who thinks that oftentimes we exaggerate this this american exceptionalism i get tired of that but I do think there is a dis- there is a fundamental distinction between the United States of America
1: and the democracy here and the illiberal democracy that is Russia. There, there, there's a difference between holding America to moral standards, right? To say yeah. that this is what we expect and we have fallen short. There's a difference between that and what Trump essentially did, which was to claim, make a claim to amorality, which is basically yes. to say, screw it, right? Everybody's bad. There's no, like... I, you know, we we don't do good things, so I'm not going to hold anybody else accountable either. Yeah. And so to recognize that you fall short of your goals is one thing. To say that those goals don't matter because everybody does what they have to do is a whole different realm. 100%. It doesn't
2: elevate us the way that he's right. talking about elevating us, though.
1: And if you look at the reaction to Donald
3: Trump versus the reaction to Putin, like the American democracy, I mean, I I am... I'm excited by the ways in which, I think, to go back to, a, to Nick's point, the democracy is expressing itself, right? And it is saying, no, these institutions matter. Mm-hmm. Gender rights, all of these things matter, right? And we're going to push back. We're going to make you rethink these things. That's not happening in Russia, and that's an important distinction. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah.
2: But it well, doesn't matter ha- to Trump because those that are pushing back are ones that don't like him. So he doesn't he doesn't see it as democracy. He sees us as protesters who need to be shut up. But right. I mean but
3: that doesn't matter as much, right?
0: Pushing back too at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Phil, you look inquisitive.
2: No, I cut him off so he's pissed. <laughs> no.
0: No, Phil's never... In a century! Roll
2: 18! Roll 18! <laughs> Ladies don't get to speak or interrupt here no, on the podcast. Let, uh, and I, uh,
0: and I, I agree with you guys, again, on 99% of the point. I, I do think that there is you can't equate the U.S. with Russia in regards to human rights and, yeah. and yeah. all those other various issues. But at the same time... Especially in the last administration, and going into the administration prior to that, we did so much bad shit that nobody ever heard about. We just killed again. Friggin' Anwar Al-Awlaki's eight-year-old daughter yeah. Yeah. got killed yeah. in that in that raid in Yemen. Yeah. And I just talked about his son who got droned to death prior to that. That's three American citizens in the same family
4: under three different presidents. Well, two different
0: presidents. Two different presidents. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and like that's that
0: nobody hears about
1: they should have been prouder to be americans well obviously <laughs> it's blind patriotism. i didn't want to say it,
2: blind patriotism. No, it, <sighs> it is, it's, it's a
1: it's a it's not it's
3: i don't know if it's a subtle difference but it is it's a it's a distinction that matters right um and i i think about so this week iran was so the supreme leader of iran was tweeting out and attacking the united states to say like trump's comments expose america for what it is a fraud you know hypocrisy there's no human rights there's no democracy and and that bothered me because Russia, Iran, I mean, th- those those are the countries that are really causing problems. And again, nobody's perfect, but they're far from perfect. But For Trump them. gives them the high ground, yes. and that pisses me off. Yeah, And that
2: they're capitalizing it, and they're using yes, that rhetoric right. Right, that and we're now in that position.
3: And it, in some ways, it's similar to Trump's attack on facts, where you say, like, well, your facts are wrong, your facts are wrong. Let's give up facts. And I think if we give up the fact that there's a, we can make these... Important distinctions between imperfect democracies. That that's that's an important conversation. Yeah, it should I, be
2: objective.
0: Sure, I guess my my counter to that is when you're talking about Russia and Iran specifically. Yeah. Regardless of what we say or do, they're going to have that viewpoint. Right. So the, yes. he just happened to give them a a great yes. slice of red meat that you know tossed into the cage. But I'm but saying but don't if, give them the red meat. I, I, yeah, 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 I agree. But yeah. at the same time, if you're talking about a, a country with a, a, a free populace that you know has access to information the way that the United States does, you would see that there's a huge percentage of the population that is super against all of this stuff that's going on
3: I agree and I, and I think on the right too right I mean and, and yeah. this is not this is not exclusive to the left I think no. I th- I'm more the difference that will push... The pushback against Trump is going to come from the right, not from the left. Um, the,
2: the pushback that's going to actually have an effect. Exactly, right, yeah. Right. Exactly that, right. the
3: effect. They're the ones that have the power right now. It's not, mm. it's not liberals,
1: it is it, conservatives, yeah. This is back to the David from, like, pay yeah. attention to the red flags warning, right? Because mm-hmm. the reason why pushback matters here is because we value, or at least respect, even if we don't value... Public protest and criticism. And if you look at Vladimir Putin's reign in Russia, it's been one of slowly but methodically undermining public free speech, Mm -hmm. assembly, the press, the judiciary, all these other things, right? And so that's why it's important, right, when these things start to get challenged to push back now before you get to that. Right. The thing that separates. We see
2: that this is happening now here. Correct. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely.
3: Can we tag David from on Facebook right, to you get right. you know? We're going. And Monkey yeah. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and the all the outs we gave today. I, yes. Right. That's right. Such a mm. good
0: free advertiser.
2: I know. Right? I feel this
3: was a really good podcast. hmm
2: It's because oh, I was no. here. Let's just say it.
3: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Fine. Thank and Nick, you. Nick Nick was particularly sharp tonight too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's
2: the three four beers. Four beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Phil, Phil, not America so much, yeah. not so much, you no, Phil. Damn it, fine. Phil. <laughs> mm. He's become our new. Um. What, I, there, I felt like there was something else we were supposed. I, to talk I, about. The,
2: we were maybe going to hit DeVos, but I think we have to. Do we have to wrap up? It's really Problem. about the science fair. Yeah, I got.
3: I'm going yeah. to a science fair. This is what I do in my spare time. Oh I go yeah, to science
2: time fair for you to fair. go, Bill.
0: Yeah. Get out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the other thing we Get were going to talk out about office. is the fact that Bill thinks that Trump is mentally unstable. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, I got a few
3: minutes. I, I got I a couple minutes hit. for that.
2: <laughs> That's right. worth being late. All right, all right.
1: so here's
3: here's I, I will make this case, and then I will hear your responses. But nobody is going to ascribe to me as being a Trump sympathist, right? I, don't I, you know, but I am worried about the man. I am feeling so. I, I, I've been reading and thinking a lot about Nixon and Nixon's like worst years when he was the
2: paranoia, paranoia, the paranoia and
3: yes. afraid of everybody and yes. consumed by everybody. And Trump is what eighteen or nineteen days in, and I feel like he's reacting the way Nixon did, and I'm concerned about the psychological distress, all of that. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about whether that's going to play out in a healthy direction.
2: Mm-hmm. I might be alone. No, I, I don't. I, I don't think that you're alone in that. I don't Phil Phil, Phil, has, Phil has feelings.
3: Phil doesn't think Trump can read.
1: Yes, I've been Bill told me about this. The 4th grade level is that what it was? You're mis, you're misconstruing my text to Bill. You're sent him context. We have 2 minutes
3: left, Bill. We can't get into that nuance. <laughs> oh man.
1: No, I, I um I I think we talked about last week. My my firm belief that he's insane. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, all it took was the the statement insane is wrong. He's, yeah. not, he's not insane, but, like, the, the, there's something not right. Like, again, all it took for me was his statement about how he got a bigger standing ovation than Peyton Manning at the last Super Bowl yes. to yeah. convince me that not all, not all is that's right there. You mean so. the prayer
2: breakfast conversation about the apprentice ratings wasn't yes. enough? Yes,
3: no, no, that, that was weird, too. It, it suggests a certain perspective on life that is narcissism. bizarre. Yeah. He's, a narcissist. Well, he's been diagnosed as malignant narcissist by well, not in yeah, no,
2: but the Johns Hopkins specialist, right? And, yeah. yeah, it's
3: a thing. So, so for me, I think he's got four years, and the stress of the presidency is significant—the physical stress, the mental stress—and if we're we're, we're a handful oh, of right. weeks he's in, he's gonna
0: look like the crypt keeper by the end of this. He's gonna look years. like Bannon,
2: right? Did you say he has
3: forty years. Four years. Four, Four years.
2: Four years. No, 40
0: years. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, did he change the he, Constitution? He, that, he, see? he past that. The stormtroopers are already out in the streets. So,
3: I know, I, there's part of me that is very sympathetic to him to say, like, I want, I, I, I'm not pleased that he's president, but I don't want him to go in a really ugly direction. And and I'm worried that the stress and the pressures and all these things are playing out in ways that, that I'm, I, I, I'm concerned <laughs>
2: So here's the only thing that I would say that that makes may make you feel better mm-hmm. is that we look yeah. at someone like Nixon or someone like Johnson, yeah, who were very active participants in their presidency, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though they had these narcissistic, a non-effective tendency.
3: Ooh, that's a good word. Right. Good so
2: one. Trump is very delegatory, which may or may not be a word, but I'm going to use the yeah. like
3: mm-hmm. it is. So F, F, his, two beers,
2: all words right? are good. His, yeah. his ah. removal, so his passiveness mm-hmm. from the office may keep him from hitting that point where we saw Nixon and Johnson hit. Mm-hmm. If he continues to remain sort of removed. This, is, this comes from a typology that Barbara published in the 1990s about presidential typology. got to take character. him in
3: the, in the Facebook post. <laughs> I've been thinking
2: about Barbara a lot. Yeah, no, think I, about I how think Categorize Trump, and I think that this active, yeah. passive dynamic mm-hmm. is the, maybe the one thing that will make you feel better about him hitting over the edge. But Barbara
3: didn't do narcissism, though, did he?
2: Well, no. I mean, yeah. he looks looks back at their histories and puts yeah. in these four categories, which are not necessarily mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I think we could make, make uh, yeah. claims for, for so, multiple categories to fit.
1: You just you just made lots of really smart points. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounded dope. real good. But I can't I, like I can't let any conversation of LBJ pass without noting the fact <laughs> that he used to sit on the crap <laughs> yes, talk can.
2: to his advisors, because he, he was the one that had
1: the upper hand. dumb. With all the
2: TVs on in the background, he's very much like Trump. Yeah, all yes. the coverage. Right. That, is right
1: that was presidential, right?
2: <laughs>
3: there. To come full circle, was he in his bathrobe? <laughs>
2: And was the toilet golden, which I think Trump's probably will be. So,
3: go- Trump has now, they think they have golden uh, blinds now, or, or drapes, or whatever. Curtains, Bill. What's curtains? Curtains? Curtains, curtain is not is, blinds. Is there a difference?
2: Oh, please. We'll have a conversation later about
3: that. <laughs> I'm not allowed blinds in my office, so.
2: No, you have blinds, you don't have curtains. You don't have curtains.
0: Dude. <laughs> yeah. Even I know that. Oh. All right. <laughs> Oh boy! No, oh um, this was too much fun. I, yeah, I, I'm still, I, 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 yeah, I do think it's getting to him, and I'm sticking with my my original point that this is the producers, and he didn't think he was gonna be <laughs> there, and yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting to see. I think the the Sadie the the union will be very telling. Yeah, um, we should do, do a the special East. State yes. of the Union
2: edition. Well, not we, you all, because you no. run this thing. We,
0: we, we could bring you back. Yes. Yeah. I think we I have the power to do enough. that. Yeah. Trump allows us to do that. I'm, yes. I'm still allowed to speak in Trump's America? Yes. Okay. yes. 15 <laughs> minutes at um. a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, guys?
1: <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, please yes.
0: please, please do that.
3: Yeah,
1: so
0: politics
3: on iTunes. I would also
2: recommend that Varsal Politics gets a Twitter account. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, we should. Well, I Tagging people, we'll do. it be so good. We could, could do think, that. You know.
0: Yeah, didn't we delegate that to you? Uh, yes, we'll do that this week.
3: <laughs> so yeah, so so we only we have seven ratings on iTunes right now, and I'm pretty sure six of the seven are Phil and I like creating accounts. So so some more would be
0: better.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, my family members are in there too.
3: That's okay,
1: right. yeah. I might I might have borrowed my seven year old's my seven year old my eleven year old son. <laughs> And might have borrowed his phone to give us a five-star rating on uh, it's iTunes. It's well deserved, right. yeah. even if it's fake. Agreed.
3: Yes. Yeah, so if you like us, rate us. You know, share us. We're we're in the stage of trying to build a following. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, rate. Yeah, share, like us on Facebook. We have a
1: Facebook page. Yeah. 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 That's
0: right. If um you're not on iTunes for whatever reason, go to SoundCloud. All the stuff originates there, anyways. Um, please do that. Um, yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks
2: this, for having this me.
1: This Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, see you next week. Yeah, man.